Welcome to the Western CUNA Management School Alumni Association broadcast. I'm Shauna Shearson from the Epsilon class of 2007. And I'm Nate Burns from the Outer class of 2011. Western CUNA Management School is a three-year credit union leadership program intended to give credit union leaders a deep dive into the purpose and mission of operating a cooperative business model. Unlike any other program in the industry, this immersive experience is held each year on the beautiful Pomona College campus. Come along as we jump into a conversation of head and heart. Hey, Nate. We have a fantastic guest today. I'm pretty excited. Uh, yes, yes, we do. Uh, I think this is someone you've been talking about getting on the show for a while, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. I met her while I was a student at WCMS. So I'm excited to have a con conversation many, many years later. And uh, so, shall we get to it? Yeah, absolutely. Listen, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I think we're going to, are we going to see her at WCMS this year? Yeah, for the Alumni Association Conference. That'll be in the in the rear view by the time this airs, but it'll be very exciting to get together face-to-face. I -to -face. Uh, can't wait to get on that airplane tomorrow morning and get to Pomona. Awesome. Well, today's guest is Helen Mickel. She's the president and CEO at Tongas Federal Credit Union, which is headquartered in Ketchikan, Alaska. And she's had an esteemed career with financial institutions and joined Tongas in 2003 as their loan manager, and then the, took the top spot as CEO in 2015. Helen's an innovative, results-oriented executive leader who is passionate about credit unions and the people helping people philosophy. And she is a graduate, uh, graduate of the Epsilon class of 2007, Epsilon, oorah, Welcome to the podcast, Helen. Thank you, Shauna. I'm I'm so excited to be able to talk about my credit union today, and it is terrific to to see you guys. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys in person tomorrow at um, the WCMS Alumni Conference, and I'm going to get to watch one of my employees graduate, which is the main reason I'm going to be heading to Pomona. That is awesome. Very exciting. Outstanding. We're so happy to have you on the broadcast today. So I'm going to get the question started, okay? You serve the southeast region of Alaska, where there are a lot of remote indigenous communities on different islands, right? So That's talk about the yeah, talk about the needs uh, of your members and how unique it is to, to try to serve uh, in that type of environment. All right. Well, I think that the really important thing to right off the bat is there are no roads connecting the small communities of Southeast Alaska. Okay, wow. we're all on different islands spread out in the Alexander Archipelago. You, uh, If you ever on a cruise, you're gonna stop in Ketchikan where our main office is and you'll make your way north um, and see all of those beautiful islands. Um, but the thing is, you know, all these beautiful islands have these tiny communities on them. And um, I mean, I'm in one of the larger communities with 14,000 people. And, um, and over a period of time, we, well, back in 2005, and I'll keep this short, but back in 2005, Melakatla Indian community, their leaders came over to Ketchikan. It's a 12-minute float plane ride because Wells Fargo left their community and they had no financial services. This is a small community of 1,400 people. 
And we, they came over, I think we were, I hate to say it, but I think we were their last choice. And they finally came to us and say, hey, we want a branch. And we're this tiny little like 20 some million dollar credit union, no branches. And our CEO at the time said, well, sure, we'll, we'll take a look at, we'll try to help you. And, um, and that was the beginning of, of branches and serving indigenous communities. And it kind of just started right there in Metlakatla, the only native Indian reserve in Alaska. Um, in 2012, we built a new building in Metlakatla. And then um, it was interesting after Metlakatla asked us to come in, Thorn Bay, Alaska, with only 500 people asked us to come. Then Klawak, Alaska, they have about 800 people um, in their community. They asked us to come in and we did follow suit. Um, and then people stopped asking. <laughs> so we just kind of went along uh, as usual. And when I became the CEO, I, I'm like, you know, just because they're not asking doesn't mean they don't need us. And, and so we started looking at new opportunities. We opened a branch in Wrangell. Um, but the most unique things I think that we're doing are working with what we call community microsites. And these are communities with as little as 380 people. Now that one's kind of tiny. It's Heidelberg. It's a Haida community on Prince of Wales Island. Um, but for them to get to financial services, and they can drive to Klawak, it's on the same island, but it, it's a 71 mile round trip. So this isn't convenient. And we went into Heidelberg and it was kind of my sh first shot at this. And I, I went into the community and I visited with various stakeholders and said, we need a free space. And, and then we'll come in and, and we want to serve your community, but it's going to be expensive. And so we need free space. Can you help us? And the Haida Cooperative Association said, I'm taking you to the school. They've got an office. I've already talked to the superintendent and you have this space. And that was our first um, community microsite after Thorn Bay, which started back in 2006. But um, we didn't think about asking for free space back then, but they the city does provide us with um, a very inexpensive space, only charging us utilities there. Wow, that's incredible. I, How many branches do you have now, Helen? So we have nine locations now. After we opened in Heidelberg, we opened um, a community microsite in Cake, and that was in 2019, and Huna in 2020. And then we just opened a branch in Haines this year um, in January. So exciting to hear about that growth. It's amazing. I'm trying to imagine having to drive 71 miles to get yes. to my nearest <laughs> branch. So that's wonderful that you're able to serve so many people where they are. Um, it's amazing. I also understand you're doing some really great things to help small businesses in the in your communities. Can you talk about those initiatives a little bit? Sure. Um, we have uh, back in 2019, we have this space next to the credit union main office and we it's a large building that we purchased back around 2010. Um, and we put our loan center in there because we were outgrowing our main office and the other side of that large building was being rented out and the um, renters were leaving the tenants were moving out. And I was thinking I sure would like to have something in there that relates to what we're doing as a credit union. We had, it was a nice thing we had next door. It was part of a women's shelter outreach program, but they found a, a better space and they moved on. And, um, and so I talked to the board and asked them if they'd be interested in, in putting in a um, business development uh, center and education center, business development and education. And 
we talked a lot about it and asked me what I, you know, what I was thinking about, what are we going to do over there? Exactly. What do you mean? And, um, and I had a vision for what I wanted a co-working space with um, an opportunity for people to, to meet and, and talk about, you know, their, their small businesses, but also a place where we could provide um, webinars and workshops and educational opportunities and then, and then I got excited. I got kind of carried away because then we started doing, well, how about if we do these pop-up shops? And then we have this lot out the back door of the commons and it's a vacant lot. And I was like, you know, I've always thought it'd be cool if we had a community garden out there. And then we partnered with um, the Catch Can Wellness Coalition. And I'm like, hey, for free, you guys can use this lot. And if you want to do the community, a community garden in town, right downtown. And they're like, sure. So we've got like over 20, uh, garden plots out the back door where people are growing vegetables and herbs and flowers and learning how to garden in this very wet rainforest. Okay, so we've got that. Um, we also partnered with the Arts Council for an art wall. So artists come in once a quarter and they get to hang their art in there and sell um, inside the commons. And um, but the first partnership that we made was with um, a local a local person who owned a restaurant. And I and I kind of asked a few different people and I finally went to him and said, I just want this tiny little coffee place. I think it would just warm it up and make it nicer in there. Are you interested in opening a new coffee shop in our space? And um, I'd asked some of the other coffee shop owners in town that were members and, and they weren't interested. So he's like, yeah, I'll do that. So he opened, um, it's called Pilot House Coffee. And so he's got a little corner in there and they do uh, they do sandwiches and simple food and coffees. And then we have this nice large space where people come in and um, it's kind of become the place to gather. And, um, and then, and so the other thing that we're doing in there, like, I think I mentioned this, but we do pop-up shops and we do like regular Saturday markets in the winter. So people come in and set, you know, these micropreneurs, uh, micro businesses, <laughs> solopreneurs, um, they come in and they do, you know, they, they sell their stuff. And then in the summer we do, uh, once a month, we do farmer's markets that spills out into the parking lot. And we have, you know, vendors all over the place selling their, um, their goods and wares and, and food and jams and jellies. And um, it's just been really a great opportunity for people to know on a regular basis that they can come in and, and um, you know, make some money, build up their little business. And uh, it's been, it's just been really terrific. That's awesome. You're turning your credit union into a true community building hub for the entire uh, area. That's phenomenal. And you're doing so many creative things. It sounds like a lot of those are just wild thoughts that you have and act upon them, but are there other things that are happening in your organization that are spurring that kind of engagement and, and the creative partnerships you've been able to come up with? Well, we, you know, we're just really motivated, motivated to be serving um, indigenous communities, low income communities. And, and I really firmly believe in partnerships, partnering, um, with other entities. One of um, our partnerships is with Spruce Root. They are um, a native CDFI out of G Juno and Sitka kind of. And we have um, partnered with them on some personal financial um, assistance. Uh, they do these workshops and then we have a visa program that we partner with them on to get people to start using a visa card responsibly and building their credit. Um, and we're working on some other partnerships with Spruce Root. Um, 
And yeah, we partner with the chamber and another economic development organization in town. Um, so I, I really believe in partnerships wherever we can pull those things together. I think it it enriches what they're doing. It enriches what we're doing. And when um, we can all rise together. Awesome. Helen, um, I have another question, but I mean, I'm so fascinated by what you're doing. Uh, we had a chance to to interview another CEO that works in Hawaii on an island. And, and like you, it's remote. And, and you just, you know, you forget that when there's an emergency, he, he gave an, uh, an example, there was a flood and an, an entire villages were just shut off. And the yeah. credit union, you know, they're delivering water and food via helicopter and boats. And so, you know, I just would imagine that in, in your environment, that's probably something you guys have to do at, at some point in time as well. You said there's no roads. So no, and you know, during the pandemic, it was it was bad. I mean, it was really hard for especially for communities like Cake, where they have to fly to Juno to get financial services. Mm -hmm. They don't really have, I mean, they have a tiny little grocery store there, but the ferry system stopped running. And so they weren't getting food supplies. And um, I, you know, it it takes a lot of creativity to figure out how you're going to get food in there. I I flew in during that time when things were starting to come out of the the worst of it. And I happened mm -hmm. to fly into cake and, um, and somebody was at the airport. It's this tiny little, you know, commuter plane thing. And, um, and they're like, Hey, asking a friend, did you bring any eggs with you? We need eggs. The whole town's out of eggs right now. Mm -hmm. And you don't realize, you know, how easy we've got it walking down to the grocery store. I mean, sure. Maybe the, you know, the shelves are empty of toilet paper for a while or whatever, but, but we're talking, you know, food items, things that you expect or need. And even in Ketchikan, which is bigger, but we rely on the barge lines. We rely on um, all different kinds of transportation on water and air. And um, yeah, it can, it gets a little dicey sometimes. Absolutely. So you're in Alaska, but somehow because of your, either your leadership, your board, you continue to make the commitment to send your staff to WCMS. Where does that come from? I mean, what is it about WCMS that just, you know, you make the sacrifice, you learn into your people. Talk to us about that. Well, I think I was the first person to go to WCMS at Tongas Federal Credit Union. And um, that experience changed me from a banker <laughs> to a credit union Kool-Aid junkie. I, <laughs> I, I love credit unions. I could never look back. I was a former banker and, and it meant a lot to me meeting all of the people that I met, people like Shauna. It was, um, it was just an amazing experience. The education I got um, was terrific. And it got me off the island. It got me <laughs> off what we call the rock. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you know, and it was just, it was so neat. I have to tell, so like I'm from Alaska, I don't know what cold or hot weather is. Right. So <laughs> when I went to WCMS the first year, I bought lined skirts and short sleeve sweaters thinking that that would just be perfect. And I got down there and it was a heat wave. Sean, I don't know if you remember that first year. And then they had the, us in like, I don't even think they put people in that building anymore. It was <laughs> built in probably 1902. Uh, and no, you know, it was not, it had so not been renovated. It had no air conditioning. And it was at like a heat wave. It was 104 degrees. 
I mean, this girl from Alaska who thinks hot is 71, you know, 104 <laughs> degrees. It was crazy. But anyway, it was a wonderful experience. I loved it. So I want my employees not to just be able to enjoy the moment that they get to go away or get off the rock, but to go for something with so much value where they can learn things, you know, and I want my employees to feel like I'm investing in them. And it is an investment. I, you know, we've had a few, um, we've been awarded a few scholarships to be able to go there. Um, and that has been really helpful. It, it's very expensive to fly from Ketchikan. It's, it's not easy to get there, but um, it's so worth it. I have two people attending right now. I have a third person waiting in the wings who wants to get get on board. In fact, I've got more than, you know, a third person. But um, so it's to me, it's a way to invest back into my employees. It gives them this wonderful opportunity to learn more about credit unions. And if I get them to drink that Kool-Aid and they love right. it as much as I do, that's why we do all this cool stuff is because they love it, too. I've got a group, a team of people who are just like, hey, how about if we try this or we could do that? I think they feel like the the sky's the limit because that I'm not saying, oh, no, no, we're not going to, you know, it's like, oh, really tell me more. Well, let's talk more about what that idea is. Maybe we could do something cool. Um, so yeah, I, it, WCMS is wonderful and it's a great, I think it's a great way to build up your team. Phenomenal. And I'm, there's no doubt in my mind that it has so much to do with your leadership in terms of your infectious desire to help the entire community and to toss around all kinds of creative ideas. Yeah. One of my huge takeaways from this conversation today has to do with asking and answering. And in the beginning, you started talking about how the former CEO said yes when no one else would say yes. And so it, start, it starts with yes. And then continuing on into your more recent explorations of like the coffee shop, you got several no's before you got to yes. So keep asking, say yes. And then when you're on the asking side, keep going. Nate, what are, what are you thinking about as you, as we wrap up this conversation? Helen, you said something that I found very profound. You said after a while, people stop asking. And when you became CEO, you didn't just take it for granted that everyone's happy. They didn't want you guys to grow. You went out and started seeking and asking yourself. And I think that's huge. I think that is something that our, that larger credit unions could, could should dive back into. Just because you don't hear a complaint, just because things look good on the on the balance sheet, don't stay curious. Ask your members, ask your employees what they want, what they need, because. Sometimes the answers are not always right there in your face. I think that's, you know, that's great wisdom, actually, to be honest. That's great. Thank you. I, I want to share this. So when we went to Huna, um, I went to the city, I go to the school, and then I go to the Native organizations, the corporation, the tribe, when I go into a new community. And I've always, at first, I was kind of afraid to say we need free space. And then I stopped being afraid because people seem to be okay with it. But I went to the Huna Indian Association and talked to their tribal administrator. And, and um, I said, so we would need free space. Would you be able to do that for us? And, and he said, well, you know, we had this nice conversation. He's like, you know, this other bank is thinking about coming here. And I said, oh, well, I'm not here to do, yeah, I'm not here to compete. And he's like, well, wait, wait. 
And um, so how long would it take for you to open a community microsite? And I said, about 90 days. And he's like, come with me. And we walked out the door and went across the street. And he's like, here's our canoe shed. How about here? Do you want to go in here? And I'm like, this is great. It's perfect. So he opened the door. They gave us a space in their canoe shed. They remodeled it for us and we're operating out of the canoe shed. We've got our ATM up there. It's awesome. And I, I have to tell you, it's been the native corporation or the native tribe that has um, provided the space for us in each one of these communities. They know how important financial services are in their communities and for their, um, their members and they want to uh, make a difference. It it just it means a lot to me, and so I'm I'm really motivated to do what we can, not just in Alaska, uh, but even you know across the United States. Credit unions being in Indian country on tribal lands, they get it that you know their leaders get it. They want um, financial education and financial literacy available, and so I could get kind of passionate and about that but um it's you know it's really important and it's very cool because they're you know they're showing it by giving giving that space there's no doubt they see a trusted partner when when it's before them and i love this slice of life i'm getting of alaska we have micro branches and canoe sheds and it's just it's fabulous to hear about yeah absolutely helen thank you so much for for joining us i can't wait to to, uh, to finally see you sometime this week at WCMS. Everyone, if you like this episode, please subscribe and rate us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you have any feedback or want to recommend future guests, let us know at wcmsalumni.org. As always, thanks for listening to the WCMS broadcast today. And until next time, start early. And start often. <laughs>